This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim, how are you? Now, we don't want to brag, but we've got a pretty big stick. And our radio show penetrates the southern borders. Not to brag. We've got listeners in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Mm -hmm. upstate New York, and of course, Ohio. And we love the people of Ohio. Only! Great state, but it's also kind of Florida North. It's North Florida. Anytime you see an Ohio man or an Ohio woman, you're like, (laughs) buckle your seatbelt. Case in point, here's a 911 call that was made by a woman in Ohio over the past week. Please dispatch. Yes. I'm at KFC. Okay. And I came here earlier and I bought some chicken for twenty five ninety nine, which should have been eight pieces. I only got four pieces of chicken in here and the manager gonna say he packed the bag, but I only got four pieces of chicken and I want my chicken. Okay, uh, that's going to be more of a civil matter. You'd have to take it up with management and then maybe someone above him. There's not much the police can do about it. So you can't help me get my chicken. I mean, I can send someone over to talk to you. (laughs) To talk to me? They should be talking to them. They see the people out there fooling. Didn't get her chicken. I would be furious if I did did order an eight-piece and four pieces showed up because... Yeah, that's four. You, that's, yeah. Half, that's half the amount of chicken especially, you're planning Especially on. if you didn't open the bag, you head home, but to feed like a small family or something like that. The worst. But <laughs> you think the SWAT team's going to show up and arrest the manager? <laughs> like what? What's going on here? They uh, they did send the cops over. Did they to yeah. her house? No, to the uh, to the KFC. Oh, I come think. on. Officer was dispatched, told the woman he was unable to help to get her chicken. That's how the story ended. So I, she was stuck with the four-piece. <laughs> I've, I've never called 911 before eating KFC, but I've thought about it after eating KFC. A few times? Yeah, you got to <laughs> lay down on the couch for a second. <laughs> right. <laughs> and sometimes I get eight pieces, and I'm Yikes. like, God, I wish they only gave me four. <laughs> <laughs> I only got four pieces of chicken in here. Only in Ohio. Only. In. Ohio. I love this. Follow Mark Hamill, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker, on uh, social media. He's got a great Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty active, eh, for an old guy? (laughs) He loves tweeting. Yeah, and he's got a great sense of humor. Yesterday, he posted a fact about the original Star Wars movie. Oh no! This is this is the trilogy. This is the whole original trilogy. It's the first three movies. Yeah, looking at the tweet here, um, in the original trilogy, Luke Skywalker asks one hundred and eighteen questions total. Really? Seems like a lot. Little sample. What about that one? You know of the rebellion against the Empire? Have you been in many battles? Were you on a star cruiser? What's this? Who is she? Wait a minute, where'd she go? Do you know what he's talking about? But what if this Obi-Wan comes looking for? You knew my father? What are you doing hiding back there? You fought in the Clone Wars? How am I ever going to explain this? 10,000? Why didn't you outrun him? I thought you said this thing was fast. What's that flashing? Are you all right? I mean, you controlled your actions? You don't believe in the Force, do you? Huh? 
<laughs> I don't know if you can unhear that. Yeah. Now when I watch the original Star Wars movies, I'm just going to be waiting for the next question from Luke Skywalker. In A New Hope, he's certainly an annoying kid, you know, in a lot of scenes. So I could see that, like, why? Why? But I never thought he asked that many later on in the series. Mark Hamill says, I got to smile to think of somebody actually sitting through the whole trilogy just to count and keep track of how many <laughs> questions I asked. I hope they did it out loud. That's just rude and irritating. Probably ruined the movies for the entire audience, <laughs> which I frown upon. <laughs> hey, who's that guy? What's a Darth Vader? A Death Star, is that like a big weapon that can destroy planets or something? <laughs> I guess when you are creating an entire sci-fi world, you do have to have somebody who is asking the questions that the audience is asking, right? What's the force? <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. How does that work? Yeah, he really moves the story along, mm -hmm. that Luke Skywalker. Someone's <laughs> got to do it. I want to see you peacock. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy, and uh, Toronto did it. They won in those next-gen Justin Bieber jerseys last night, Dev. Their lucky blue and black jerseys were the difference, I think, in, in them uh, picking up the win against the Devils. I mean, they scored a couple shorthanded goals. Uh, they looked pretty good. I, I was happy with the performance. Once you, once you wear another man's skin, you can do <laughs> anything you want. <laughs> I want to wear Justin Bieber's skin. <laughs> All the Toronto Maple Leafs had to do to to turn things around was to start wearing the Boston Bruins jersey under theirs. <laughs> Brilliant plan. Uh, let's move to soccer. Canada on the verge of making the World Cup big game tonight against Costa Rica. If they win, they're in. They have been the class of their uh, their division right from the get-go, surprising everybody, and it's been fun to watch. Uh, Alfonso Davies is not in the lineup this time around. He's still uh, dealing with uh, some injuries. But here's the crazy thing that I don't think we would have said at the start of this entire qualifying run. They don't need him tonight. They can win without him, and I think they'll perform just fine, and he is their best player. And how crazy is it to say that now, uh, given where we all started? They've been on a fantastic run, and I'm looking forward to November when they're actually in the World Cup. Yeah. Get on board. Now is the time to jump on the bandwagon. You got the game tonight, and then Sunday there's another game. Uh, Canada men's soccer team takes on Jamaica. Mm. Again, it's it's kind of them just exerting their dominance and just not letting up. I mean, that's the sort of the focus you need in the World Cup. So I would expect them to be incredibly focused uh, today and this weekend, even if they they clinch. They're not gonna they're not gonna take anyone lightly at any point. Maybe. Justin Bieber should be on standby just in case we need <laughs> we need them to wear American colors. Yeah, or what? exactly. A little red, white, and blue uh, <laughs> underneath the uh, the Canadian flag. If we're taking other people's jerseys, I want them to play like Brazil. Like, forget the Americans. Yeah. Have a little Brazilian jersey underneath the Canadian jersey. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Remember during the pandemic where everyone was so appreciative, like the start of the pandemic when everyone was being really nice to each other and we were all in it together Yeah. before suddenly nobody was in it with anybody mm -hmm. and it was every man for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember. But there was like a two or three week sweet spot where 
people wanted to help other people, and uh, we were banging pots for the uh, the healthcare workers. Oh yeah, just making it rain heroes. Like everybody was a hero. You're a hero. You're a hero. She's a hero. He's a hero. They're a hero. You're um, essential. One of the groups that benefited from that was anyone working in the hospitality industry, right? Like if you were serving people food and people were tipping you, they felt the need to go above and beyond mm-hmm. and give you a little bit extra because you were putting your yourself in harm's way to make sure we could get hamburgers and stuff. Well, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that the over-tipping during the pandemic trend may be coming to an end. All good things do. Yeah. But might, we can't tip 25% forever. Might be over. Most restaurants haven't seen a huge dip yet. Average tip still around 21%, which isn't bad if that's the average tip. Yeah, yeah. 21% if you're sitting down to eat. Coffee shop and cafes down to seven, from 17 to 15%. Do you tip at the coffee shop? Um, no, I, if nobody, if you're not bringing it to my table, I'm not tipping you. Actually, that's not true because every once in a while I'll, I'll keep a dollar on the bar, a couple bucks for the bartender if they fill up a beer or something. But n- n- I guess I do put a dollar sometimes in the tip jar. Yeah, yeah. If I've got loose change, if I go and buy a coffee or something at Timmy's and they give me change, I'll put it in the, if there's a little cup, I'll put it in the cup, right? Sure. Or the, the send the kids to camp box. Uh huh. Something. Yeah. I, I like to give it right to the ladies there because I know how hard they work. Yeah. Or the um, men. But I do hate like when you they hand you the Interact machine or the debit card machine and, and you, you're paying for something for $3 and it says like, do you want to add a tip? Yeah. No. And the places that never used to ask for tips are now doing that on the, on yeah. the card machines. Like the Service Ontario. Yeah. Fast, <laughs> no, no. Fast food restaurant Service Ontario. <laughs> We're waiting in line for 40 minutes. Thank you for renewing your health card. Would you like to add a tip? <laughs> Pay taxes. That's my tip. Uh, hair salons as well are lumped in here. They've dropped half a percentage point to just under 25%. Hmm. Getting, they're probably getting some sweet under the table tips when uh, places weren't actually open legally. Oh, uh, yeah. When the hairstylists were sneaking around to people's garages and cutting yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. All cash. You got to give them a nice tip if they're coming to your house. Sure. If they're cutting hair in your backyard for you. <laughs> That's a 30 percenter. Yeah, uh, hair salon tips, something I haven't had to worry about for 25 years. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim podcast. It is Taz and Jim, and let's take a look at what's going on in some small towns around the listening area. Hey, bud, you know, interesting stuff happens in the country, too, sometimes. So I guess she's time for the rural report. Rural? Rural Rural report. There we go, bud. Yeah, we're always giving tons of love to the big cities like Hamilton, London, Kitchener, Waterloo on the program. But let's focus on some of the smaller communities with Jim Kelly, the pride of Mitchell, Ontario. Where are we going today, Jim? You ever heard tell of Wallaceburg, Ontario, Taz? You know, I have heard tell of Wallaceburg, but I'd like to know more about it. Well, it's south of Thornyhurst. Uh, west of Charlemont, but boy, oh boy, this town, it's, uh, it's quite the place. I've heard it described as, uh, the Walmart of Ontario. Really? It does, it is a kind of a small population. It does have a giant Walmart and all the other small towns kind of filter into Wallaceburg. So some odd things happen in Wallaceburg, Ontario every once in a while. Case in point yesterday, 
made the news after a, a construction site was assaulted by a 54-year-old lady. Now, at first I thought that this was going to be like one of those early morning confrontations where the construction workers start, you know, at 7 a.m. and then the neighbors trying to uh, sleep. they're being too loud. Yeah. Right. And, and this was a local tenant in the area. Whatever reason, starts getting upset with these construction workers around 3 p.m. the other day. And uh, they start bickering back and forth. Next thing you know, the 54-year-old lady starts pulling plastic bags of poop out of her pocket and starts chucking them at the construction workers. Like doggy do bags? Like, uh, I think it's like a Ziploc bag. Full and of poop. Full of poop. Like, a, like an angry... Incontinent monkey at the zoo. She's just started chucking them. So the construction workers, they're getting off the scaffolding. They're like, oh, this is disgusting. Oh. Yeah. So they call the Dookie. call the cops. Cops show up. Like our buddy Murdoch Mysteries. <laughs> you know, they, they start, you know, doing a little investigation. They inspect the bag of poop. Upon closer inspection, they realize it's not poop. It's actually peanut butter. They confront the lady. She says, yeah, I was on my way to feed the squirrels at the park, and I got mad at these guys and uh, threw the peanut butter at them. So, Which was, could be worse if one of them has a peanut allergy. Truly, truly. And I hope she I hope she meant to throw the peanut butter, and she didn't just get her two Ziploc bags mixed up, or else the oh, yeah. Wallaceburg Kinsman Park squirrels are going to have some pretty bad breath. <laughs> Bottom line, though, this lady still a bit of a nut job either way. <laughs> that is some good advice. Do not keep a Ziploc bag of peanut butter in one pocket and a Ziploc bag of poop in the other pocket. You're playing with fire. <laughs> if you've got a story from a small town you want us to talk about here on the Rural Report, slide into our DMs and let us know about it. Monster truck. Do you think they use their pole? Because I was just seeing that Monster Jam, like the actual monster trucks, are coming back to Canada, but there's only one show, and it's in Hamilton. Hmm. Monster Truck Central. Really? If you are a band or a vehicle called Monster Truck, Hamilton is where you got to be. There's <laughs> a good chance you might be from Hamilton. <laughs> have you been to the monster trucks ever? I know I you've probably have. have you seen the band? I've seen the band. Oh, They're yeah, fantastic. I love, love the band. Absolutely. But you've never seen actual monster trucks? Surprisingly, no. No, I've been to like every speedway in the area. I've seen lots of races, but uh for whatever reason I've never seen Monster Monster Jam. I would love to go. Like, I watch them on YouTube all the time, videos of, like, the truck almost flipping, and then yeah. guy hammers the gas, and they somehow get back on their four wheels. You need to bring, like, you got nephews and nieces, bring one of the kids, have some fun. Oh, yeah. I, I can remember when my dad was still around, we did uh, father-son night, and this is, like, when I was in my 30s, so it was, like, a bunch of grown men with their old dads. Funny. <laughs> and we went to, uh... We went to the monster trucks. We had a great time. Oh, how could you not? The nice thing is you have a couple of beers, and if it's in a closed-in arena, that's all you need. You're catching a good buzz just off the fumes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, though, like showing up to something that you have no real interest in. Like, let's say, uh, let's say you're not a wrestling fan. You go to a WWE event. 
if you have a couple beers, you get caught up in it. A half an yeah. hour goes by. You know all the names. You're cheering. You're going nuts. Like uh, like uh, Medieval Times as well. You just get caught up in the vibe. I'm sure Monster Jam's a lot like that. Because it is a competition, right? Like there's a, judges and stuff? Yeah, there's, it's a competition between two trucks. Like two trucks go at the same time, and one of the trucks will win and move on to take on the winner of the other. Climb the ladder. Right. Yeah, yeah it's a little, little tournament. So... Look at this. Yeah, Monster Jam Arena Tour. Friday, April 22nd to Saturday, April 23rd. First Ontario Center in Hamilton. So you think that since Monster Truck (laughs) named their band Monster Truck, that they can just be led into any Monster Truck affiliated event? I think they should be able to. (laughs) But my theory is that Monster Jam is like, okay, we only have time to do one Canadian show. Where should it be? And they Googled Monster Truck and Canada. (laughs) And the band came up. Hamilton, Ontario seems like a great place. Yeah, Hamilton it is. (laughs) You can buy tickets online for that if you want to check it out. Monster Jam. The only Canadian date thus far. Taz and Jim, and if you haven't heard, Jim Kelly is planning a wedding. Hopefully you and Sarah get a celebrity photo bomber at your wedding. You see uh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Photo bombing a uh, wedding party in Pittsburgh. No, on the no. weekend. So he's shooting a movie in Pittsburgh, and there was a bridal party outside a hotel taking pictures. Hanks walks up behind the bride, and she's kind of like, "What the hell? Who is this guy?" And he says, "Hi, I'm Tom Hanks. Nice to meet you." And they took some pictures with Tom Hanks, and <laughs> he went on his merry way. Just wanted to say hi. That's nice. Is that it though, or was he like? And for five, uh, if I give you five hundred thousand dollars, I'll take her back to the honeymoon suite for you, like an indecent proposal type of thing. Would you let Tom Hanks sleep with your wife in that situation? No. Would you? <laughs> if he offered, I'd I'd knock his ass out and FedEx him back to that island if he offered. <laughs> Inappropriate, Hanks. Uh, yeah, my wife would have to get in line. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for a I'm looking for a forest hump, Hanks. <laughs> I got a box of chocolates for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it would be so weird though if you're standing there. I don't think the groom was around. I think it was the bride and her bridesmaids. Hmm. And Hanks Hanks comes up behind her. You would be like, "What? Who is this weirdo?" Yeah. Would be your first thought because they probably don't look exactly like them in real life. But then, like, you're not expecting Tom Hanks or an A-list celebrity suddenly to appear. So even when he said, "Hi, I'm Tom Hanks," mm-hmm. it would be like an out-of-body experience. You like, is this really happening to me? I would uh, I would quickly grab him a Bible or something like that or a book and then and then be like, can you stand between us and pretend that he was the the officiant of the ceremony? Like milk this interaction for all it's worth. And then in 20 years, you'll forget that he wasn't really your officiant. <laughs> It'll seem like it really happened. All your wedding photos with with Hanks. Yeah. I wish it was Chet Hanks. <laughs> I wish I, could, I might be able to hire Chet Hanks for your wedding, Oh, Jim. yeah, give that Caribbean vibe, you know? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> like a destination bring wedding. Bring the island. It's me, your boy, Chet. <laughs> up, to, uh, up to Ontario. <laughs> We are playing the game, Who Do You Trust? Trying to give away some great prizes. All you got to do is figure out who's telling the truth. And the topic today, happy 57th birthday to Mark Calloway, better known as WWE superstar, 
The Undertaker. Paul Bearer. Yeah. Or is he? (laughs) (laughs) Paul Bearer. What a great shtick. The Undertaker definitely a standout in the world of wrestling. Myself, Jim, and Mark LaBelle from Fresh Radio here. Each of us have a fact about The Undertaker. One of us telling the truth. And Dave from London, it is your job to figure out who is full of BS and who is honest, okay? Sounds good. Jim, why don't you go first with your fact about The Undertaker? The uh, Undertaker was on the Joe Rogan podcast a few months ago, and he was talking about how he's always had a uh, fascination with death, or at least his family has, because his great uncle was pronounced dead uh, at the scene when, uh, when the ambulance arrived, you know, 50 or so years ago. Brought to the hospital, and then you know how like the family has to identify the body, you know when it, when somebody yeah, like, yeah. you know dies in public. So like his mom showed up there to identify the body, and it was in one of those freezer, you know, silver stainless steel yeah, freezer yeah, things. The drawer that you pull. And out, the guy right? was about to pull the mortuary guy or whatever. The doctor was about to pull it out, and they heard knocking on the inside of it, and they pulled it out. He was alive. The great uncle had not actually died. His his heart rate had just slowed down to such a slow rate that they thought he had died. So it was like the great uncle had come back from, from the death. So like the family always told that story and that's why he back was... Back from the death, Back from death. Say. Back from the <laughs> other world. And that's so kind of where the inspiration was. he was inspired was. to become the undertaker because his uncle kind of did come back from yeah. the death. Okay, that's interesting. Great uncle. Mark from Fresh Radio... Wrestling super fan, thank you so much for helping us with this. Anytime. Okay, uh, you, big wrestling aficionado, I'm excited to hear what your fact about The Undertaker is. All right, well, with it being March Madness as well, did you know that The Undertaker was once offered a chance to play pro basketball in Europe? And then he turned it down and said, no, I gotta, I gotta go beat the ass in the ring you know what i gotta uh i gotta do this instead so he turned it down no pro basketball career for the undertaker are there any skeletons i can dunk on in europe (laughs) didn't think so i'm wrestling (laughs) he he is a tall guy Mm -hmm. how tall is he mark do you know i think legit six six nine but Uh, they always said you know the seven footer and then eventually he was six eleven and yeah so i think six nine and where's he from again texas Oh, I thought it was Parts Unknown. Oh, yeah. Death, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Death Valley, California. Death, sorry. Death Valley, yeah, California. Oh, right. I, yeah, I always loved the Parts yeah. Unknown. He's from Gravenhurst. <laughs> Anywhere. That sounds dead. <laughs> okay, so The Undertaker was almost a professional basketball player. Hmm. Sounds made I can up. See it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tall well, guy. I, I, I say it sounds made up because. Your buddy Taz has the truth here, Dave, about The Undertaker. Mid-90s, The Undertaker teamed up with Kellogg's, and they put out a cereal called The Underflaker. (laughs) This is true. When was this? In the 90s? Mid-90s, yeah. 
The Underflaker was the breakfast cereal, but they had to recall it. They had to take it off the shelves because a number of people mysteriously died after eating the Undertaker cereal. Hmm. They, they think it could have been some allergy, like a cross-contamination nut allergy thing, but they're not 100% sure. All they know is people would eat the Underflaker, a bowl of Underflaker, and then they would they would drop dead hours probably the, later. Probably the worst result from a breakfast ever. Yeah, it does the opposite. Of, it's supposed to get you going. Yeah, yeah. The opposite of what it's supposed to do. So there's the truth about the Undertaker. Who do you trust? Is it myself with the uh, cereal? Is it Jim Kelly with his dead great uncle, mm-hmm. or is it Mark? Wrestling superfan Mark LaBelle from Fresh Radio that he almost played professional basketball. Uh, you know what? I, I know that he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. I didn't hear the whole podcast, but um, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Kelly. No! no! I knew the Joe Rogan thing would get him. You were wrong. <laughs> You're dead in the water. <laughs> Oh, it was in fact Marks. He was a potential uh, pro basketball player. Almost played basketball. Like almost all of them were. I know Diesel, Big Sexy. Yeah, anyone over 6'8 has a chance of becoming some sort of basketball player. Oh, you don't have to have any skill. (laughs) You know what? Just for playing along, Dave, we're going to hook you up with the prize anyways, okay? Thank you. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Classic Rock Magazine has put out a list. The worst classic rock cover songs known to humanity. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. Uh, Worst classic rock cover song, according to the magazine, came out during the pandemic. It was, uh, was it a TikTok or an Instagram post? Remember Gal Gadot got all her friends to sing John Lennon's Imagine? Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only the sky. Imagine all <laughs> it's so cringy. the people. It's literally tone deaf in both ways. For today. Totally. Oh, God. Okay, you know. trying real hard, too. Madonna's cover of American Pie is on the list. I remember when this one came out. And I think this was also like really long too, just like the original American Pie. The original song is what, like yeah. seven, eight minutes long? Yeah. It's got that wee-wee sound yeah, in there. The- Limp Biscuits cover of The Who's Behind Blue Eyes makes the list. This is funny because I didn't know the original. This song came out when I was in grade seven, this cover. And I was like, wow, this is a pretty good song for Limp Bizkit. It sounds different than their other stuff. And then I realized it was a Who cover. And good the original was way better. Good yeah. for writing this, this awesome song. And what's this, a speaking spell? This <laughs> yeah. is wild. That's right. The speaking spell solo. I have hours, only lonely. My love is vengeance. Never free. Like, what kind of drugs do you have to be on in the studio to be like, you know what this song needs? A speaking spell. Yeah. Well, you're probably high at home and your kid was playing with it. <laughs> Wait a second, that's got a good groove to it. What's he spelling? 
A-I-M-P? L-I-M-P, limp. Oh, so stupid. <laughs> limp, say it, discover. L-I-M-P, okay. I think that's what I'm hearing. Limp, say it. Discover. Oh. Hmm. Discover limp, man. Discover limp biscuit. Discover who? Discover the who. Discover the who, because their version of the song is way better than ours. Uh, what's What else is on the list here? Uh, oh my god, this is so cheese. Celine Dion and Anastasia's cover of ACDC's You Shook Me All Night Long. Let's have a listen to this one. couple of your drunk ants at karaoke but really like obviously really good singers but it's like a song that doesn't it shouldn't be sang that well yeah it's it too rough clean, around the edges it's too yeah. polished great harmonies though <laughs> now i want to see acdc cover my heart will go on that would be something yeah this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Did you watch Murdoch Mysteries on the CBC Monday night? Familiar face, Getty Lee, was a guest star on the show, mm. and he was playing a character named Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Who watches Murdoch Mysteries? Somebody must be. I've never I've never seen a single episode. They're still making them. There's been like, what, 15, 20 seasons? Yeah. I, I have no idea what it's about, but I do... Is it Murdoch Mysteries? It must the one guy's like a Sherlock Holmes character or something like that. Murdoch, I'm guessing. His name rhymes with Sherlock. Murdoch Sherlock, yeah. Have you close. seen an episode? Never. I think my aunt was on it too. She's an actress. Every Canadian actor or actress has been on it at one point right. or another. I wonder if she was the murderer. <laughs> I should find out what episode my aunt was on. And watch that How episode. How did you not watch that? Are you not curious? Or has well, she been in so many things? She's, that... on, she's on lots of stuff. Hmm. She's got a couple real, real shows. Great family member. She's real great got nephew, a couple Tez. shows going right now. Oh, uh, she's on the one that's uh, based in Hamilton uh, about the uh, the pet clinic, the spinoff of Kim Kim's oh, Convenience. Oh yeah, I can't remember what that's called, but yeah, <laughs> neither can I. And she's my aunt. <laughs> Strays. It's called Strays. I hope she's never listened to this radio program. I, she probably hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of, that's the kind of family we have appreciate it though <laughs> to each other's faces super supportive <laughs> and phony but in reality nah <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that yeah what what, have I, what was the last thing i saw oh she was in a movie where that was um that horror movie about the kid it was a murderer the room? no it was a murderer who ended up in a kid's body and he was uh, the baby was evil Prodigy, I think it was called. Okay, I don't think I saw that one. The Prodigy. I watched that, and she was in it for, mm. for a couple scenes there. Like a child psychologist. Couldn't figure out why the kid was insane. Wanted to murder everybody. <laughs> <laughs> or something, I can't remember. Maybe she was his kindergarten teacher. I can't remember. Watch the damn movie. Oh, you did watch this one, but you weren't paying attention. Okay. Yeah. I, I just looked up the plot to Murdoch Mysteries. It takes place during the 1890s. In I Toronto. Got, I got that vibe yeah. from the commercials. <laughs> yeah, it, in Toronto is right. where they pretend it is. And uh, yeah, he's a young detective. Basically all you need to know. My grandmother probably would have loved that show. 
Like she was into the Agatha Christie, the murder she wrote. I feel like this is kind of Canada's answer to murder she wrote. About time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should, you know, maybe I should give it a shot because I, you know, Canadian television, everybody always craps on it, but there are some gems that are very impressive. Maybe this is one. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a shot. They've got to be doing something right. If Getty Lee's going to say yes to coming on your show. <laughs> He's picky, man. Yeah. Trailer Park Boys and Murdoch Mysteries, the only two Canadian TV shows he signed off on. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a shot, too. I'll watch one episode of Murdoch Mysteries and let everyone know what we think, okay? I hope Getty better be the murderer. That's what I want, to, I want him Tom to be. Tom Sawyer? Spoiler alert, dude. Don't ruin it. I didn't even think of that. Spoiler <laughs> seen it it's a it's a guess yeah but now i'll be disappointed if he is the murderer because i'll be like oh jim called it you don't want me to be right i see do you ever watch like a mystery show and actually figure it out all the time actually my girlfriend hates watching movies with me because i will say i think that oh it must be him and sometimes i'll get it so it is kind of a spoiler and it does ruin but it you you strike me as the type of guy that will change his you will say about four different uh, guys that it could be yeah, throughout yeah. The movie. it's the last one you said that counts <laughs> until the reveal oh, it's that guy for sure oh my god it's the wife no no it's the bank manager he did it no no i take it back yeah that's what i said i said it was the soccer coach yeah you can change your mind before (laughs) before the reveal happens i'm never watching murdoch mysteries with you (laughs) this is the taz and jim podcast what the hell is wrong with kids these days (laughs) here comes old man taz Uh oh uh, what is wrong with kids these days? Earlier in the week, we were telling you about an uh, 11-year-old in the Whitby area. Took his parents' car, went out for a joyride. Yeah, with his 12-year-old buddy in shotgun. His 12-year-old buddy was in the car with them. They uh, lost control of the vehicle when they were speeding. Drove through a fence, almost hit a cop car. They got charged and released into their parents' custody. Uh, there's another story here. This one is from Brantford, 17-year-old drivers from the OPP West Region Twitter account. 17-year-old driver celebrated his birthday by driving more than twice the 100-kilometer-per-hour speed limit on Highway 403 in Brantford earlier today. Man. OPP gave him a court date, a 30-day license suspension, and a 14-day vehicle impound as a gift. Happy birthday. <laughs> Well, the good thing is he'll be paying twice as much for insurance for the next 25 years. Yeah, what a way to celebrate your birthday. And then there's this crazy story out of Hamilton, Jim. Yeah, this involves uh, six youths, actually. So (laughs) They're all between the ages of 12 and 16. This was Tuesday night. All were arrested after they... I, I I want to find out more of the story, but what we know right now is that the six U's, again, age 12 to 16, forced a man into the trunk of a stolen car, and then t- it was a stolen white Subaru, and they assaulted the guy, 11 p.m., uh, and the car was driving around erratically. The cops start chasing this vehicle. Uh, after a short chase, the car stops. The officers arrest four of the youths at the scene. The two others ran. They, they check the trunk, and there's a dude in it. Two of them, uh, 15-year-old from uh, Scarborough, 16-year-old from Hamilton, are facing the most charges. They seem to be the ringleaders. What about the two that ran away? Cause I they can were re- caught. They, were, they did yeah. get caught up. Yeah, yeah. I can remember, uh, like, you'd sneak out, and uh, <laughs> my buddies and I, there'd be a group of us. 
out at night and you'd run anytime you saw headlights, even though you weren't doing anything oh, wrong. Yeah, especially if you had like a beer or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there'd always be a couple guys that were fast enough to get away. Always. Yeah, yeah. And then one guy who was either the most drunk or slowest gets caught and, and doesn't snitch on his buddies. Or or he rats everyone out. <laughs> happened? I hope not. A couple of my buddies got busted and they were tight-lipped. <laughs> but they did catch the other two guys. They did. They I, caught them all. When it's something that's this serious, I'm sure the in- interrogation is more intense than what I was used to. Yeah. When they suspected you might be drinking a beer Yeah, at, like, at 1 a.m. I wonder what situation led to a guy in the trunk of a car. Because did, Was he like looking in his trunk? Like He parked for a second, was about to go in his house, and they jumped him? Did they steal his car and put him in the it trunk? Did, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Or but was he like a drug dealer? Twelve is pretty young. That's the thing. A twelve-year-old yeah. doing something like that. A sixteen-year-old. I know it's only four years, but it's a weird jump in ages. That yeah. uh, is definitely inappropriate. If you're gonna go out and stuff strangers in their trunks, you better take your brother with you. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.